How's everyone doing? I, uh, you know, we've been in this series for four weeks now, talking about the path and walking down the path and where's our path leading us to and where are we going, what are we doing. If you've missed any of this series, we're, this is a series in Proverbs, and if you've missed any of, any of this series, let me encourage you, you can go back and check it out on YouTube or on our website. We also have the audio versions on there as well. And listen to these sermons. And I, I also believe that it's very important that you read the book of Proverbs. And uh, we've got today and next Sunday will be our last Sunday uh, in this. So you have a week to read Proverbs. Proverbs is only 31 chapters. I believe that you still have time to finish up the book of Proverbs. Let me encourage you to read that and uh, make it a point uh, to make it a part of your life. Um, but one thing that I believe that I've made perfectly clear during this series is the principle of the path, and that is your direction determines your destination. There's truth to that, right? What gets your attention determines your destination, and ultimately it determines all of our destination. And here's a shorter version, if you want to look at it this way. The principle of the focus Your attention determines your direction. Have you ever been driving along and you see signs that say, watch for falling rocks? I looked for a video and I could not find a good uh, version of this video. Anybody ever seen that movie? And it's a stupid movie, but it's uh, uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Y'all remember that from the 80s? You know, where he goes and searches for his bicycle and, uh, but anyway, uh, I remember watching this movie as a kid, but there's this scene where he's driving, he's driving down the road and he comes to a sign and it's a little squiggly sign. And so he does the curve or whatever. And then it's a big squiggly sign and he does, and then it's like just all over the map. And then the next one says, watch for falling rocks. And you see these gigantic boulders falling down in front of him. And sometimes we're driving down the road in life and we get to this sign and we see falling rocks. Is anybody, and and if you're like me, if you see that sign that says watch for falling rocks, the first thing that I do is I start looking up the hill to see if there's a giant boulder coming down on me. Anybody else? Am I the only one that does that? I want to make sure there's no falling rocks that potentially could knock me off the road. Amen? And sometimes in our life, when we're driving down the path, when we're driving down the road, we come upon these warning signs, these signs that tell us to watch out, to be careful, watch where you're going. And it's important that we understand that we watch where we're going. You know, we've been talking about the path that we're that we're taking in life. And did you know that there's 29 verses in the book of Proverbs that mentions the path or paths? 29. That's a lot of verses that mention the word. And it's so important for us to pay attention to what Solomon is trying to tell us about the path that we are on. There are warning signs, there are things that are out there. It's important that we understand that we watch where we're going. But look at what he tells us in different places. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 15. My son, do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their paths. Solomon's warning us about butting up to people uh, with questionable morals. This is not the path that we need to take. But Proverbs chapter 2, verse 9 says, 
They will understand what is right and just and fair. Every good path. He's talking about following the way of wisdom. This is the path that we do want to take. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6. We've read this one. This was one of the ones that we spoke on a few weeks back. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Proverbs chapter 4, 26 is a part of our text today. It says, give careful thought to the paths your feet uh, for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. So as you can see, it is important that we take care of the journey that we are on as we go down the path of life. Today I'm trying to tell you, watch where you're going. Watch where you're going. If you have your Bibles with me, if you have your Bibles with you, go with me to the book of Proverbs chapter 4. I want to read three verses. I read one of them to you already. This is my text today. I'm going to begin at verse 25. Proverbs chapter 4, beginning at verse 25. It says this. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. Remember what I told you earlier, what captures our attention influences our direction. When you decide to go on vacation, what do you do? First, you decide, you figure out where you want to go, right? We're already looking at next year, a potential vacation. Where is some place we might like to go, you know? We're starting the early planning stages. We start figuring out a place to want, we want to go. If you want to go to Branson, what do you do? You start figuring out how you're going to get to Branson. Where are you going to stay at in Branson? Are you going to go see any shows while you're in Branson? Are you going to go to Silver Dollar City? Are you going to go shopping while you're there? I mean, these are all the things that we try to do. And, and, and if we're not careful on our vacation, there will be things that pops up and grabs our attention that will take us off of our path as we are trying to fulfill this vacation this destination that we want to go to but you move towards that direction right when you plan a vacation to Branson you you want to move towards Branson you don't want to move towards OKC right I mean if you start going on I-40 and heading to to uh uh OKC you're going to end up going to OKC you're not going to end up going to Branson right you have to go a different direction. You have to go on the right path that you want to. And the same thing's true in life. As your attention goes, so goes your life. If you decide to surrender your life to God and live for God and do godly things and plan your life according to God's word, then your life will reflect the decision that you have made to follow Christ. There's two words that, uh, that I want to give to you about right now one is positive and one is negative the the positive word for you is captures something captures our attention we see something shiny and we have to explore right the negative word that I want to give you is grabs something grabs our attention that would be like someone you know if someone tried to grab somebody listen to me you know (laughs) you ever done that to your kids I mean, am I the only one? Come on, you know what I'm talking about. 
But you and I do not have to be ruled by things that grab or capture our attention. You get to choose, do you hear what I'm saying? You get to choose what you give your attention to. You get to choose. That's a third principle that I want to give to you today. The principle of the choice. You get to choose what you give your attention to. So besides grab and capture, here are two other verbs that I want to give you. You can choose to give your attention or you can choose to pay attention. So how do we do that? Here's the key to this. Emotions tend to fuel the things that grab or capture your attention. And here's a second one. Intentionality tends to fuel what you pay and give attention to. So think about it. On every path that leads to disaster or destruction, there is something powerful and emotionally engaging that summoned us, that grabbed our attention, that captured our attention. And that is why Solomon gives us this warning in our text. Look at it again. He says, let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. You, Can I just say something? And and I'm not a farmer. I never have claimed to be a farmer. I never have said that I'm a farmer. My grandfather was a farmer. I got to go hang out on the farm during the summer sometimes. I got to watch him do some things. But I I, I know that when they would would, uh, plow the uh, uh, fields... They would plow the garden. My grandfather had a large garden. And I know it's probably not as large as, as those crops you see on the interstate when you drive down I-40. I, I understand his, his wasn't that big. He didn't, he didn't grow uh, uh, produce that he went and sold in the market or anything like that. He just kept a garden for himself. But let me tell you something. It was the biggest garden I ever seen. And it was huge and it was massive. But he would get his mule out there. And you know what they do? They put these blinders on these mules when they're plowing the garden. You know why? They want their focus. They want their attention to stay where they're going. They want them to go down that straight line. They want them to walk where they... They don't want them to be uh, distracted by things on their right or their left. They don't want anything else to grab their attention. They want their attention to be focused straight ahead so that they can plow that garden in a straight line so that when they get ready to plant... It's not all, you know, crazy roads. You know what I'm saying? And so look at what this scripture says. It says, let your gaze, uh, fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Have any of you ever watched (laughs) where you're going? You ever look down when you walk sometimes? Can I tell you, when we're in a hurry, we probably don't watch where we're going. We just look straight ahead, and we're just, we're focused, we're going, right? But if you ever had some time, just taking some time, just strolling down the sidewalk, and you're just kind of looking as you walk, you know, and you're just kind of seeing something. Can I tell you, uh, I want to tell you a story about somebody, and I'm going to tell their name. They went walking downtown a few weeks ago. You know what they found? They were just looking, they were just doing their own thing. They found a $100 bill. Can I tell you, sometimes it, it pays to pay attention where you're going. Do you hear what I'm saying? Sometimes it pays for us to be careful where we're going, to watch our feet. It, 
Solomon's telling us right here, he's telling us to let you, he says, give careful thought to the paths for your feet, be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left, keep your foot from evil. In other words, make a choice. Choose which direction you will go and then fix your gaze directly on it. What you give your attention to will determine your direction, and the direction you head in determines your destination. Do you hear what I'm saying? We are heading in way too many bad directions. I want to ask you a sincere question. Here's several questions What has your attention these days? What has your attention these days? Is it a relationship, a career, a house, an enjoyable pastime? Is it a person who is leading you somewhere you don't really want to go? Or a person who is leading you towards where you do want to go? Is it your marriage, your children, your faith? Is it an achievement you're hoping to accomplish soon? What has your attention these days? What captures or grabs your attention or what you choose to pay or give attention to determines your direction and your direction will determine your destination. Here's a second question for you. What do you want to have your attention? What is it that you want to have your attention? If you could only fix your eyes on one thing, what would it be? You know, this is week five of our series, and I want to give you a suggestion. The Apostle Paul, he described his approach to life this way. It's found in Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. Maybe you've heard this before. He says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, listen to me, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. Something we prayed about earlier, talking about relationships. Too many times we are fixed on what has happened in relationships in the past. It's time that we forgive and move forward. Amen? Amen. And Paul continues. He says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And then he follows that up by saying this in verse 15. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently... That, too, God will make clear to you. You know, almost every book of the Bible describes this same focused life in some way or another. Look at Hebrews chapter 1. We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. Some people drift away from their faith, right? They wonder why that happened. You know why it happened? It happened because of the principle of attention. Your eyes, your attention, it followed something other than God and you wound up drifting away from God. The writer of Hebrews tells us what we need to do to stay on course. Verses, or Hebrews chapter 12, verses 2 and 3. Listen, this first one's so important. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. The pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, 
so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. I love that first part, fixing our eyes on Jesus. I told you last week that the best decision that you can ever make is to follow Jesus. Look all throughout the Gospels, you can see Jesus tells you, follow me. I don't know how many times he told the disciples, he said, follow me. If you want a better life, follow me. I'm going to show you the way. I'm going to show you the answers. I'm going to show you the places to go. I'm going to show you the things to do. I'm going to show you the things to say. Jesus said, follow me. The best decision that we can ever do in our life above any other decision is we can follow Jesus. Fix our eyes on him. Don't let your eyes wander. Don't let your heart or your attention be captured by lesser things, but focus your attention on Jesus, on following him, getting to know him better, serving him fully, becoming like him more and more every day. Amen? Look at what Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 2, verse 6. He says, Who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. He's talking about Jesus here. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human, human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Paul places this in the letter to the church at Philippi because he thought it was important that everyone know that one day, listen to me, one day every person, everyone that has knees is going to bow before Jesus no matter where their path has taken them. On that day, some will be in heaven, some will be on earth. Those are the new heavens, the new earth. But some will be under the earth. And they'll bow even in that destination. Under the earth is no place that anyone wants to pursue. Remember what I told you a few weeks ago. Proverbs 23, the prudent see danger and take refuge. But the simple keep going and pay the penalty. This is a danger that I hope all of you see. I hope all of you see this. If you pursue anything less than Jesus, you may end up bowing your knee before him from a destination you never wanted to arrive at. Again, fix your eyes on Jesus. He's the only path to heaven, amen? The path to fulfillment, the path to purpose, the path to where you want to go. Every day we make decisions, every day we walk down this path called life and we get to choose what grabs our attention. Are you going to choose to let Jesus grab it? Are you going to choose to let Jesus take all of your focus? Can I tell you that before you make any decisions, I believe that you should go and pray about it. Are you going to make a move? Pray about it. Are you going to change jobs? uh, Pray about it. Are you going to buy something big and extravagant? Pray about it. Are you going to go on vacation? Pray about it. 
You say, well, why should I pray about every? Because I would much rather have God in charge of every decision that I make than for me to make the wrong decisions in life. Do you hear what I'm saying? He's going to speak to you and he's going to tell you what you should or should not do. There's been things that come up in life, things that are big and extravagant that, that we want to do. And, and so Kelly and I, we will start praying about it. We'll start talking about it and discussing it. And we start making these decisions and we start asking about these things. And we decide, well, either we are supposed to do this or we're not supposed to do this. And then we go with what God is telling us to do. You say, yeah, but I don't understand when God speaks to me. You will know when God's speaking to you. He speaks to our heart. He speaks to our mind. And we just open up ourselves to receive from him and listen to him. Jesus is the way. He said it this way. In John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You know, people like to say, oh, there's many ways to, to God. It's not what the Bible says. See, we live in a world today where everybody says, oh, we should all be happy. We should just let everybody just, just, just you know, believe what they want to believe. And that's fine. You can believe what you want to believe. But I know what God's Word says. It's inspired by God, and it's sent to us to tell us how we should live our life. And Jesus said, no one comes to the Father except through me. That means not through Muhammad, not through Buddha, not through Howard Krishna, not through anybody else. The only one that you can come to the Father is through Jesus Christ himself. You know, it's amazing. You could go back and see all these men, and you can go to their tombs, and there's still bones inside each one of those tombs. You know, the only tomb that's empty today is the one that Jesus was in. That tomb's empty. He's no longer there. I would much rather listen to someone that is still alive today than to somebody that just made a lot of good quotes in life. You know, if you look at it, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Another word for way is path. Jesus is telling you, I am the path, follow me. Remember, whatever you give your attention to will determine your direction, and whatever direction you head will determine where you wind up. You have a choice. You can follow Jesus, or you can follow something less. You can let your attention be grabbed by something that feels good for a moment, or you can give your attention to the one who will direct you all the days of your life and on into eternity. Amen. Which will you choose today? You know, some of you have never chosen Jesus before. Maybe you're here. Maybe you're watching at home. Maybe you'd like to choose to fix your eyes on him today. In just a minute, I'm going to take a moment. I'm going to lead all of us in a prayer that can change your eternity. Because it will change the path that you're on spiritually. And I, I hope you'll pray it with me. Some of you, whether you're here or at home, you've decided to follow Jesus a long time ago. But then you let your attention be grabbed or captured by something or someone else. Today is the day to correct that. Amen? 
Today is the day to say Jesus is the Lord of my life. He is the Lord my God, and I will no longer have any other gods before him. So here's what I want to do. I want to give everyone an opportunity this morning to say this prayer. Can we all bow our heads? Can you repeat this prayer after me? Say, dear Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I confess that I need a Savior. Today I give my heart to you. Come into my life and make me clean. I want to serve you. I give my life to you. I am no longer my own. But I am yours. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to tell you, if you said that prayer this morning, then I believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. You've made a good choice. You've made a change. You've asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life. And I believe that he wants to walk with you each and every step. It's important that we keep our eyes fixed on him. Amen? That we keep our eyes fixed on him, that our focus stays where it needs to stay. Don't let the things of the world try to distract us, grab our attention, pull us away. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you next steps again today. You know what the first one is? Come back next week. I've said that every week, right? We've got one more week left of this series, and I want to talk to you about what to do when you come to a sign that says no through traffic. And you won't be able to reach the destination that you were hoping to reach. Whether that's maritally, materially, physically, or in some other way, whatever it may be. There will be times when you're on your path, and you're going to come to that sign in your life, and it's saying road closed, no through traffic, you know, road blocked. There's going to be those, those signs that happen in your life. What do you do when you come in contact with those? Number two, this week I want you to fix your eyes on Jesus. When you get up each day this week, I want you to talk to him. I want you to spend a few minutes alone with him either maybe reading proverbs or some other place in scripture we've been reading through the bible this year uh straight through we're in the book of psalms right now man it's been it's been wonderful every morning waking up and just just reading the psalms maybe if you've not been reading along with us going through it in a year let me encourage you read proverbs first and then go right into the book of psalms and you'll wake up and you'll just you just it's just praises about who god is and how wonderful he is These are some important things, okay? Do those things. Then also, this week, I want you to pray for a friend that's not on the Jesus path. You know, you have people in your life that that do not know Jesus. I want you to pray for them. Start looking for opportunities. Start looking for, for, for ways that you can minister to them. And then also, this join us this Wednesday for Connect Group and let God grow your faith. I believe it's important that we do what we spend more time in God's word and that we read his word and understand his word but then we can come together and we can discuss what God is speaking to us. Amen. Amen.
The Lord is good. I just, I could go on and on and on about the goodness of God. What we're going to do now is, I'm going to, we're going to come to the close of our service here. I just want to make a couple of announcements, and then we're going to pray over the offering. Uh, There is youth tonight at 6, and then this Saturday is going to be our last drive-through food pantry. We're going to sack groceries at 9, and we'll distribute them at about 10. This is after men's men's breakfast. We'll have men's breakfast at 8.30, and then we'll do our food pantry. And then after food pantry, we're going to go downtown and uh, to an area that we've got designated down there, and we're going to go down there, and we're going to hand out free snow cones. So uh, if anybody would like to go with us, there's, there's a skate park down there. There's um, uh, a, a splash pad. And we're just going to go down there and just greet people and just hand out uh, some snow cones. And so we'd love for you to go and join us. Uh, we'll have some flyers and stuff. And so that's right after Food Pantry is through. As soon as we finish up with that, we'll load up and we'll go down there. And if you have any questions, you can see David Lawson, and he'll be able to help you with that. Um, so... Can we stand one last time? I want to say thank you to everyone that's given. We could not do what we do without your help. And there's truth to that. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. I believe that God's blessing our church. You know, we'll be getting a new roof here in a couple weeks. You know, there was a time in this church when an air unit would break and I had regret, or I had fears that would come over me because I didn't know how I was going to pay for it. Now, I call the air guy up and say, hey, we got an air unit down. Can you come fix it this week? He comes. There will be times that I would have to put it off for weeks because I couldn't afford to pay for it. That don't happen anymore. God is blessing this church. He's doing some amazing things in this church through you. And he's going to continue to bless this church. Amen? And so let's pray today over this offering. Let's just believe that God is going to do, continue to do wonderful works uh, in here. David, will you please pray over our offering this morning? Amen. We'll see you Wednesday night.